Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 41, Get Clients First with Ina Kavani. First of all, let me say that Ina is an amazing tech person. We are live everywhere that you can imagine right now and I'm enjoying this so much. And second of all, just a few words about Ina because she'll be doing the talking today. I'm here just to guide the talk because we have so much to learn from her. Ina is a business coach and host of the Global Phenomenon podcast, a six-figure entrepreneur with a tiny audience of less than 1,000 followers on any platform. She helps online coaches monetize their existing network through natural and organic lead generation techniques. I don't know how this sounds to you, but to me it sounds wonderful because Ina is this amazing, pink, beautiful, inspiring presence everywhere on social media. I get inspired by her a lot. She also has two sons. I have one and I kind of have a bit of a difficult time, but she somehow manages to do it all. Welcome, Ina. It's such a pleasure and an honor to have you here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, no, this is great. I can't wait. I'm so glad that we figured out all the technical difficulties. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry, I'm still like in tech mode. Um, I have been a tech person, so a tech person like all my life. So tech is like the, the first place that my mind wants to go to. It's like, is everything working? Is Are we live everywhere? Can people hear us? Can people hear us? So let us know for everybody who's watching live. Hi, thank you for joining us. And let us know if you can hear us. And if not, make sure that your sounds are up. And let us know if you run into any issues. But anyway, thank you for having me, Roxana. It's a wild tangent. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Or should I say, es un placer muy grande tenerte aquí con nosotros. Igual. You are the nicest ever. Ina, you have quite a story. You are at your fourth podcast. Can you please tell us what is your story all about? How did you get into this amazing world of podcasting and business? Oh my God, That's, that story is... It's wild because I never thought that I would be here. That This is not what I envisioned when I was growing up in Venezuela with corporate parents who wanted me to have a corporate life and a corporate future, I never imagined that I would be here talking to you and that this would be my job, right? To be here wearing pink and podcasting and being on video all the time. I never thought this would be my life. Um, I really thought that corporate was going to be the life for me. And then through many, many series of events, I just realized that, you know, I wanted to do something else with my life. I didn't want to get to retirement and retire from the company that hired me out of college. That was my biggest fear, that I would wake up one day and I'd be celebrating my retirement from the exact same company that I started with because I was too chicken to try something else. So finally, I was able to quit my job and I landed on another job. And then I quit that one. And then I landed on another one. And then quit that one and then landed on another one. Finally, I got screwed over for the last time in corporate and I said, I am done. I'm going to try to do the, my own thing. 
And finally deciding what is it that I wanted to do with my life. And I still, I can't tell you that I have landed on the exact thing that I'm going to do until I'm 70 years old. All I know is that I'm going to continue to evolve and I'm going to continue to ask myself, is this what I want to be doing? Is this who I want to be serving? Is this what the best use of my skills and in, in my life is? So I started podcasting back in 2012. Like I'm a dinosaur in podcasting years. Back in 2012, this was like the beginning of podcasting. And the reason I started it was because I'm a tech person. I thought it was an interesting tech challenge. So let's give it a try. Okay. Uh, that's why I started. So now this is my fourth podcast and it's gotten more and more meaning. The more podcasts I start, the more it's like, the more I get to hone it. Um, so this podcast, I'm really aiming for it to be like the entrepreneurs on fire of coaching, right? It's not just all entrepreneurs. Like this is a coaching industry that has captivated all of us. That's what I call the global phenomenon. It's the coaching industry. The fact that with our skills, with just our, our willingness and ability to help someone else, we can make as much money as we want. We can live the life that we want. We can have a, a location independent life. We can create a company like a, with, a, with a CEO structure, right? We can just have a solopreneurship venture. We can do anything we want. And that's what I consider the global phenomenon that is like sweeping the world. When we're starting to realize, you know what? We could actually just go out out there and take advantage of all of these free tools like social media to put ourselves in front of millions of people and start helping them out and make money doing it. So I, I have a big, big vision. And now we're about to hit our hundredth episode on the podcast. And I'm very excited. I can't wait for episode 200, episode 400, episode 500 uh, is going to be amazing. So that's kind of like in a nutshell, I've landed here through a series of trial and error, not giving up on the vision, and just continuing to evolve every single year with whatever it is that I think that I should be doing now, knowing that it might not be the last idea that I come up with. I love it, and I love your energy. It's contagious. You have this amazing vision, and I love it that you're so honest with yourself, first of all, saying that, okay, this may not be the last thing that I do. And I feel the same way too. We are testing. Life is such um, an interesting place when you simply don't say, okay, I'm done. I don't want to see anything else. I'm not curious anymore. No, I love it. And I know that you mentioned fear a bit earlier. You were afraid to start the entrepreneurial journey. And no wonder, Ina. It's a challenging path most of the times. But uh, let me tell you that it took me eight years to quit a job. It was my very first job. I took a this. I made a decision after six months that I don't like it anymore. But because of fear and procrastination and stress and overwhelm and anxiety and many other types of fears combined, I stayed eight years more, and it was awful. And I love it that you sent me those notes about fear saying that you conquer your fear through action. What is your mindset in that very moment? What happens then? Totally. So first of all, I didn't always feel this way about fear, right? I had, I have fears like everybody, fears that paralyze me. And I just started to realize that 
people are more self-involved than I give them credit for, right? Like people are not watching my every move and judging my every move, right? So my biggest fear always because of my history with being bullied when I was in school, my biggest fear has always been fear of rejection, right? My fear that Roxana, if, if I do something wrong, you are going to immediately like blackball me from your life, that you're going to just put me on the blacklist and say, I never want to get to know Ina. And I never want to talk to Ina ever again. And that you will turn around and tell all your friends, don't go and follow Ina. Don't go and talk to Ina. Like that, that is very high school behavior, right? Like, you know, like somebody being mad at you and then going and bad mouthing you behind your back. And now the whole class is against you. That was my experience growing up. So that's, that has informed my adult relationships. Like I'm dead scared that at some point I'm going to make someone mad and that person is going to start uh, an effect, like a ripple effect in my entire society. And I'm going to be shunned, right? Like that's my biggest fear is that fear of rejection. So that would paralyze me because I'm like, no, wait, what if I do something and somebody doesn't like it and that. So guess what? When I started putting myself out there, it started happening. People that I knew that I thought I had an amazing relationship with, they would come and tell me, Ina, how dare you go on Facebook and tell people that they can do something? What if they can't? What if this is not their future? Like you're just putting unrealistic expectations in their head, right? Who are you to say that they're not already living their best life. Like people actually challenging something as simple as an inspirational message, right? I remember I put out a message that I still, to this day, I stand by and I believe in. That I said something like, you are allowed to pivot, to change your mind, to evolve, to do something different, to try something else, but you're not allowed to quit. So something as simple as that. Right. And I am speaking to people who have a much bigger vision of their life and remind them that whatever it is that you're trying right now really is just trying it. Right. You're not like setting on that thing for life. Like just continue to evolve. Just don't quit. Somebody came after me hard for that message because of their own insecurities, because of their own life, because of the things that were going on with them. And I was, you know, I, I listened Right. I heard everything. And he's like, you know, you can't expect that you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to be unchallenged. You cannot expect that. Like if you're going to be saying stuff like that, you better be ready for people to come and tell you to your face that you're wrong. They would tell me. And I listened to the whole thing and I just told them, I totally get what you're saying. I totally hear you. And now let me tell you something. I think it's a little bit rude at the very least unwelcome for you to come and tell like tell me what I can or can't post like this is this is what I want to say in my feed so I think it would be better if you you know you have a choice right you can unfollow me like unfriend me on Facebook but I would very much like to ask you to keep your thoughts to yourself because wow. it's just not because it's just not helpful and he said okay he didn't unfriend me but he never commented on any of my stuff again and I'm like thank you 
right? So it did happen. I'm not going to tell you that, oh, I realized that if I put myself out there, all of my fears were unfounded. No, my fears were there for a reason. These things did happen, but I feel like it made me, it challenged me to be stronger and to say, you know what, to realize that I don't think there was absolutely anything wrong with that post. I don't feel like I was attacking him. I don't feel like that post attacks anyone. So if people feel something, it's because of their own stuff, right? So I started to realize that, you know, I it doesn't really matter if somebody, if this hits a chord with someone, hopefully it will hit the chord with the right people, right? Like that's what I care about. So I started to think and I actually created an entire reel about this, a reel where I drew a pyramid, right? Where I'm like, okay, this is kind of the, the visibility pyramid, right? I put it right here, the visibility pyramid, where at the bottom, the widest, the widest thing, right? At the bottom of the pyramid was people who are just completely going to ignore you, right? Like this pyramid represents your entire audience, right? And when you put yourself out there, most people, they're just really not going to care, right? They're just going to ignore you, right? Then if you step up in the pyramid, then a little bit fewer people than that are actually going to care and not like it, right? Then a few more people like on top of that are going to be your trolls, right? So like the people who like go and actually tell you this is wrong, right? Then fewer people are going to actually like and enjoy your message. And even fewer, like at the top of the pyramid, you're going to have the people whose lives are going to be changed by you, right? Like that's just the tip of that pyramid. So if you can picture it, right? Whereas you have a triangle where the smallest tip is the people whose life you're going to change. And at the bottom is people who are just completely going to ignore you. And somewhere in between is people who are going to troll you. Then that means by logic that if you want to impact people's lives, you are going to have people who are not going to care, people who are not going to like it, and people who are going to troll you. So actually, once people start to show you that they don't like something, that's great because that means that your visibility is working and that pyramid is working. And just like there are those people who don't like it, there will be people who do and people who tell you, oh my God, you just completely opened my eyes to something. So it, it I'm not saying that this belief came to me overnight. It took after a lot of trial and error, right? Trying to put things out there and just dipping my toes and then checking out to see what happened. And to this day, I'm that scared of more trolls. Like I hate trolls. I don't want trolls, right? I want just people who love me, right? That's all I want is people who love me. But it's a little bit unrealistic to believe that. So I started to think, you know what, Ina? Whenever you have a fear, ask yourself, what is the right thing to do, right? What do you think, like if you had no fear, if you had 10 times the courage, what is the right thing that you should be doing? Well, I should be planning a masterclass, right? I know that I have been posting for the past six months and I have not gotten any clients and I haven't talked enough about my offer, right? I know that the right thing to do is to plan a masterclass. Okay, why don't you go and do it? So that's how I handle my fears is remember it's almost like the way that I explain what to do to my kids right with my kids I actually don't really care 
what is it that they do as long as they know if it was right or wrong. You see what I mean? If they're doing something that is not right, I, I'm going to come to them and just educate them and tell them like, are you aware? Do you know that that was not the right thing to do? Because if they have that awareness, then next time they can make a different decision. But if they didn't even know, they're going to continue to trip over the same, you know, the same problems and the same obstacles over and over again. So I'm like, I don't really care if you didn't do your homework. I want to know, number one, do you know why you didn't do it? Do you know when you could have done it? Do you know what you could have done better? Right? Like, do you know that this wasn't the right thing to do? Or was it an intentional act of not doing your homework? Right? And usually, you know, it's not an intentional act, right? Usually we're not doing the wrong thing because we're intentionally doing the wrong things because we're too afraid to do the right thing. So the first question is, do you even know the difference? Do you know the difference between what is the right thing and the wrong thing? And why do you keep doing the wrong thing? Once you have that awareness, you're going to start gravitating towards the right thing and you're going to start to become a little bit more fearless, right? And so that's how I handle my life and my decisions is do the right thing. What are the things that are stopping you? Do it anyway and see what happens, okay? And then my confidence will drag behind. I don't wait until I'm confident enough to do something. I just go and do it and then look back and be like, okay, confidence, <laughs> come here, right? That's how I build my confidence on things. So I hope that illustrates a little bit of this whole thought process of acting even if you have fears. I thank God I have a pen and a piece of paper to write this down because this is so powerful. I'm enjoying this so much and it makes so much sense. I always use questions with my clients. Since I'm step on your fears, I, I work with people that have fears in business because I myself have had eight years of fears before doing something that I really enjoyed in business. It's vital to ask yourself the right questions. So our fearless friends use this amazing question that Ina just mentioned. What would I do if I had 10 times more courage? And also please get a pen, get a piece of paper and write down these amazing things because this is, um, this is your second masterclass for today. I mean, sorry, it's the first one and then <laughs> your official one is later. Yes. Teaching um, another one tonight, yeah. Ina... You have said so many things that I truly enjoy and I find so logical and obvious with educating people and making sure that they are aware when they do something. It's you knowing the lesson. It's not helping anyone if you would just say, oh, you should have done this and that. Give the person the chance to explain what really happened because Wow, people say that failing is wrong. I say that failing is amazing because you get these amazing lessons that you couldn't have any other way. And um, congrats once again on your amazing podcast. I'm so happy for your upcoming 100th episode. This is awesome. Can you please tell us what inspires you? What would you say gives you the most fuel to have such a powerhouse ambition in business? It's really not wanting to live a life of regret, which is kind of funny because when I first started my business, I, I zeroed in on that. And my first Facebook group was a group called A Life Without Regret. And it the, the theme is still here today. I 
don't want to wake up one day and look back and say, man, Marie Forleo did it right. Why didn't I really go after my dreams? Why didn't go, I go after the big life? Uh, why did I play it so safe? What was it that was keeping me down and why didn't I fight it more? Um, one thing that I'm doing now that I, I have never done before is I'm starting to work with a personal trainer on my physical fitness and on my nutrition because I've never done that before. And I'm starting to realize that, you know what, this is part of that, that life that I want to get to 60 and live. This is part of that. This is me saying... I really want to live my life to the fullest. And if I'm going to get there, that means that I need to take care of me and my body as well. I can't, uh, I can't just have the million dollar business and the million dollar dreams while feeling in the inside, like I'm a blob, like I'm, like I'm, uh, that, I, that I'm not my best self right? And for me, that means when I look in the mirror, I want to see someone who is powerful, who is ready to tackle that vision. And if I don't see that in the mirror, then I'm not going to feel that on the inside either. So it's, I can work on my insides all I want, but if I continue to see myself and be like, I am weak all the time, I am you know, I, I don't stay hydrated and that has repercussions in my health. I got hospitalized last December because I wasn't eating right, right? Um, like I, coming up on the, the third floor, my office is on the third floor of my house, I get winded, right? I, 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 I get pain whenever I bring the laundry downstairs, right? Like when I see those things in my body, I'm starting to realize like, man, this is, this is not me being my best self. It doesn't matter how much mindset work I do and how much I tell myself, but you are awesome, Ina. If I'm just feeling like I, I'm not even my best self. So I just started doing that work. And I, by the way, literally, I just started that this week. Like I've only had one workout session, one session about nutrition but I see the importance of it all, right? So the thing that really fuels me is remembering that I'm constantly talking to 70-year-old Ina. And 70-year-old Ina is always talking to me, telling me like, Ina, please go work out. Please take care of yourself. Please spend time with your kids. Please don't shy away from something that looks scary go and do it anyway and see what happens like um i saw an article by um i still remember the article was but william shatner just turned 90 years old and they were asking him what are some things william shatner is like captain kirk from star trek and they asked him so what do you wish you had known back when you were 30 right like what would you go back and tell yourself and he's like you know, I'm so glad that I don't have the opportunity to go back and talk to myself at 20 because I would just tell them nothing matters. <laughs> like you get to a point in life when you have fewer years ahead of you than behind you, right? And you realize, man, like nothing matters. We're all going to end up in the same place, right? We're all just going to end up in the same place and nothing actually matters. And he says, I'm so glad that I can't go back to my 20-year-old self to tell myself, hey, nothing matters because I would never do anything, right? 
And I'm like, yes, right? So uh, I want to know that my 90-year-old self is at least looking back and saying like, yes, I know exactly where I'm going to end up, but you know what? My time here on earth was worth it. And I did everything that I wanted to do. And now I'm ready for the next stage, right? So I just can't let 90-year-old, 80-year-old Ina down. Wow. I completely love this. I can relate to this so much. You won't believe it if I tell you that 30 minutes before our call today, I had a talk with my husband who was a bit tired from working and spending time with the baby. And we were talking that, okay, what are we doing here? We need to relax more. We have Easter coming in two days here in Romania. And I said, okay, if we don't take really good care of our health, Nothing matters because even if we have tons of money, as you said, have the millions of euros and dollars, it will not matter at all. And I appreciate you saying that health needs to come first. We actually need time to do more of what we love. And actually, in a month, I'm going to start my training with um, a personal trainer because I have been working home a lot but I didn't get the results that I want. So I decided a few days ago that, you know what? I won't stay and research hours on end for the best workouts. I won't buy any more courses on working out. It's best to go to the specialist. And as we talk about specialists, you are the best in helping entrepreneurs get clients and make real money, even if their audience is Tiny, please tell us all about your program and how can people get more of your amazing work. Thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. So I realized that the size of the audience matters very little in terms of success. Um, and I, there's many different clues as to why that is true, but a couple of the interviews that I did on the Global Phenomenon podcast with amazing seven-figure earners, they were telling me, yeah, I fell for the trap of, you know, paying for followers. I, I you know, hired an agency to bring up my numbers just so that I could feel like, it, like you could give me authority, right? Immediate authority building, just having a large audience. But the truth was, that what they were doing in terms of the organic outreach and getting to know people and building relationships was actually working a lot better than just this automatic boost that you would get with followers. Like they just realized like my followers, the number doesn't really matter. And I've interviewed people on the podcast who are seven figure earners who only have like 1600 followers on Instagram. And that's the case. That's the way it's always been, right? Like they're not doing anything to grow that audience, but they're still making money. So it makes you wonder like, well, then what does matter, right? The only thing is that when we look at somebody's account, the first thing we notice is how many followers they have. So we have in our head that that is an automatic authority builder. 
And I actually teach a masterclass. It's called Get Clients with a Tiny Audience. I'm actually teaching tonight and Saturday. Uh, for anybody who wants to get in on that, you can just go to Tiny Audience masterclass.com uh, and sign up for the next one because I will explain and break down the entire thought process that has made us be addicts to courses and programs and coaches that try to help us grow our audience. But we've been chasing that audience growth for a year and we're still not seeing the audience grow and we're still not getting clients. So, and that is not okay for a business to spend an entire year grinding and marketing itself and not getting consistent clients, there is something wrong there. So I, I mean, there's an entire like cycle that we go through that I explained in the masterclass, but I think what you, what everybody needs to know here is that it's not only okay, but it's completely correct and appropriate for you to get clients with your network first because there's gotta be a test testing ground for your offer, for what you offer, for your message. You gotta be able to test that and make sure that it works. If I come here and I just say, yeah, I know exactly what I wanna do, right? This is me the first couple months of my business four years ago. I know exactly what I wanna do. I wanna speak to moms who want to stay home with their babies and they want to learn how to make websites, right? I'm like. I know that those people out there exist. I'm just going to create an online course and I'm just going to put it out there. It didn't work. It didn't work because my idea had not been validated. Nobody told me that they wanted that. Nobody told me exactly that's what they needed. I did not do anything to make sure that this message was right. So before you go and grow the audience, you got to figure out that your offer what you want to do actually works and that people want it. And once you figure that out, you can create a reliable sales machine, what I call a reliable sales machine, which is I know that if I follow these steps, one, two, three, four, five, at the end of those five steps, I'm going to get clients. Okay. And you will know what your lead time to get clients is. And you will know that this is reliable. You're never going to wonder again, so what am I going to post about today? And when am I going to find clients? And where am I going to get clients now? It's like you'll never wonder that again. You know exactly what you need to do. All you have to do is do it and you get clients. Do it and you get clients. So that's what we do inside Get Clients First, which is my program. We validate your offer and then we get you to create that reliable sales machine. Once you have that reliable sales machine, the sky is the limit. Go ahead and grow your audience because now you know that every single eyeball on your stuff has a certain percentage of success, right? So if I know that every time that I get 60 people to sign up for my masterclass, I end up getting 10 clients, I can multiply that. Now I can extrapolate that, right? And say, okay, now I just need a thousand people in my masterclass and I will get whatever that number is, don't make me do the math, <laughs> right? Like I'll get hundreds of people joining my program. So that reliable sales machine is something that people should be focusing more on. And you can absolutely do it with the audience that you already have and that you already have. You do not need to grow your audience to get there. So thank you for the opportunity to talk about this because a very, very important topic that really means a lot to me. So I explain everything like this whole cycle in my masterclass, tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. Um, and inside my program, we solve the problem, which is called get clients first. This is genius because 
having a huge following is maybe at first to get our ego um, up and running, but we don't need this, we need to make money. So if you get the right amount of value to people, if you are very clear on who is it that you are serving and what are you offering them, following is going to come, don't worry about that. And yeah, I fell into the trap of wanting to do a lot of posting and marketing just so that I can increase my following because in my mind I thought if I have a small audience I'm not going to be credible. Uh, people won't say that, will say that I'm just playing around when in fact no one cares. You need to be with your mind in the strategy of the business and just make money. I'm so happy that you mentioned this wonderful opportunity that people have to join you even tonight. So it's tinyaudiencemasterclass.com. Go That's and right. register. This is amazing. And let me say that I'm loving your emails. They're super fresh and inspiring and with so much value. Very easy to join. You are going to love being in Ina's energy. She's contagious. <laughs> I'm with a smile on my face since we began talking. It's wonderful to have your amazing wisdom guide us today. And I know we don't have more time. I honestly, you've said so many amazing, inspiring bombs that I have, I think, 10 more questions for you, but we can leave this for another time. Maybe we can have another live uh, IG sometime. Maybe we can have it in Spanish if I work more on my Spanish. Why not? <laughs> totally, but totally. Anytime to you want. Thank you. Gosh, I mean, it's a lot of amazing knowledge and I know we're just getting started. However, I know that you have to go and can you please tell us where can people get in touch with you? Where can they get your amazing freebies and how can they contact you on social media? Sure. Thank you so much for that opportunity. So um, the first place that I would go is Instagram. That's where I spend all of my time. I'm at your engagement coach on Instagram. And uh, right there, I always have a link to a free guide that is 100 engagement post ideas because monetizing your tiny audience starts with talking to your people and creating connections with the people who already follow you. So if you want this 100 ideas for how to create posts that are engaging and gets you to start those conversations, just go to 100postideas.com and that's the number 100postideas.com. It's a completely free guide and you can go grab it anytime you want. And definitely go to uh, find me on Instagram at Your Engagement Coach and let me know that you heard about me here. Tell me, hi, I just heard you on Roxana's podcast and I would love that so that I know that we actually reached you and that this is something that was helpful to you. I can't wait to meet you on my DMs. And Roxana, thank you so much for being such a gracious host. This has been really fun. Thank you so much, Ina. What an honor and a privilege. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.